0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Sideline Stories. And today we are joined by Aaron Golub. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, anytime. And I go ahead and why don't you just introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, so quick overview. My name is Aaron Golub.
0: I became the first legally blind division athlete
1: to play in the game when I played football at Tulane University. I was named a team captain in my senior year. I went on to become an NFL free agent. And now I'm an entrepreneur and a speaker.
0: Awesome. And... We actually go way back to elementary school, shout out Zervis Elementary in in Newton, Mass. And I know that you started playing football around seventh grade in middle school. And one of the things I was wondering is first off, what was the moment that you realized that you didn't just want to play football at the next level after high school, but that you were going to? Yeah, it
1: probably wasn't really until the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. You know, I switched positions to long snapper in sophomore year of high school, and I still wasn't very good in the beginning. And it took a lot of time and effort to get my way to the point where I could attract attention from colleges. And I think it was that summer where I was actually talking to schools and going to their camps and having some interest from coaches where I realized that, you know, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And it looks like it it could be a reality.
0: For sure. And I remember I would always see you in the weight room. You would always be putting in work on the field. You'd be long snapping and like hitting like a water bottle off of like those dummy pads. Oh, dude, you're always just always putting in the work. And talk a little about what was your experience like as a D1 athlete at Tulane playing on the football team and that moment where you became the first legally blind D1 athlete to play in a game?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, but overall really worth it. In my sophomore year, I played for the first time against UCF uh, in October and became the first league league line division athlete to play in the game. And super interesting story there. Uh, two months later, at the end of the season, my coaching staff got fired. And I was put in a position kind of like I was in high school, where it was, this was the one school in the country that gave me an opportunity. And it was super you know unsettling knowing that a new staff was coming in and had to kind of navigate that all over again.
0: And when you were the became when you made history and became that first legally blind D1 athlete was there a lot of like media coverage about it and if there was like what was that what did that recognition feel like
1: yeah there definitely was and and for me it was something i was honestly a little bit used to because senior year of high school i also had that now i was on good morning america may of my senior year of high school and that was super interesting but at the time both in high school and in college it wasn't something i was interested in was it something i was looking really to expand on but i would do every single interview because my coaches would tell me if you can help one other person by sharing your message then do it and that's why i did it and it was cool it was awesome it was a unique experience but uh it it wasn't something i really cared about at the time
0: so at the time you kind of saw it more as like these you know major media outlets they want to hear about your story and it was kind of less about getting, like proactively getting your story out there is more reactive
1: yeah. So back then it wasn't me you know, reaching out to anyone. All of them came to me and it wasn't something I even wanted to do in the beginning, but I did it to help other people. My focus was to be a student, to be an athlete, to be a part of the team. It wasn't, how can I get media, media coverage?
0: Okay. And then you graduated from Tulane and you ended up working um, in the finance industry. And about a year, year and a half after that, you started to create content and Can you talk a little just what inspired you to, in addition to working like a full nine to five job and um, working really hard in the finance sector, you wanted to to tell your story and you wanted to get your name out there, get your voice heard and try to help other people?
1: Yeah, for me, there were really two reasons. First off, it was in college and high school with the media coverage, I used my story to help and impact other people. And I was at a point in my life that I wanted to continue to do that. You know, I wanted to share, I wanted to impact and make a difference. And so that was the number one reason. But I also learned that I had a lot of experience with speaking. I had a really unique story and I had a unique opportunity to create a very successful business out of speaking. And and entrepreneurship is something I was really interested in. And I wanted to find a way to do that. And it started with, okay, let's start speaking for free at a lot of things. Let's start my own podcast, creating content, getting on other podcasts and sharing my story and getting better at talking, getting better at speaking. And it just built from there.
0: And then fast forward a few years. And like you've mentioned, you've spoken at conferences and you've spoken for fortune 500 companies. What is like a main theme or a main topic from what you really want the audience to walk away with when they listen to you?
1: Yeah. My biggest topic in speech is achieving goals through adversity. And that really details how do you accomplish your goals and create success despite the challenges and obstacles and adversities that you face within your life.
0: And is that something that you sat down one day and you realized that you would be able to apply that idea and that lesson to multiple industries and multiple, it can really be applied to anyone, in, which is all of us who want, want to accomplish something through adversity. Or is that something that after speaking a while, you were able to kind of understand that, wow, I've spoken at these, you know, 15, 20 events and they all kind of have that similar message. So is that like something from day one or something you kind of learned as you went along?
1: Definitely something I learned as I went, went along, you know, I talk on leadership a lot also, that's a different speech, but um, you know, in the beginning it was perseverance, resilience, things like that. And all those topics are very similar. However, crafting the specific speech, this specific verbiage, the specific uh, way you, you present it, I think just came over time. It wasn't something that happened at the beginning. It's something that I had to learn through doing all these speeches, getting to, to go in front of this many people and having the practice. It just eventually came to me and I figured out, okay, this is the right way to say it. This is the right way to present it. This is the right way to actually connect with the audience.
0: And I, I want to follow up on that. What would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about, cause I know a lot of our audience, they're either, into creating content or they're into media, whether it be, you know, sports media or motivational content, what would you say to someone who is thinking about maybe starting their own podcast or starting their own kind of business or entrepreneur in the field? When you think about motivational speaking,
1: I'd say start right now. I think that's the biggest thing that I wish I did when I was in college, when I was younger was just start. And the thing that most people are stuck in is they want to be perfectionist. They want to have everything perfect and and done a specific way, because that's what we're taught when we're younger. That's what we're taught in school. You know, you have to get an A, you have to get a B. And that's just not true in real life. You know, it's okay to fail. I fail every single day. And the difference between failures and success is when I fail, I learn from my mistakes and I don't make that same mistake again. And because of that, that failure turns into success. And so if you can get past that fear of failure, that fear of taking that first step and just go after it and start right now, You'll thank yourself in a month, in three months, in a year from now because you'll look back and look. Your first six months of content might might suck, and that's okay. But yep. eventually, it will get better. Eventually, you'll bring in more followers. Eventually, you'll make money. Eventually, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to do, but just start now.
0: And just so the viewers are clear, what what did failing at first look like on your end? Because I can definitely relate to. First of all, I think one that that was one of the the best things I've ever heard on this podcast, and what really resonated with me was that fear of failure, because I know that when I, even when I started, you know, the sideline views brand and, and the podcast and stuff, it's just you, your, your mind sometimes just assumes the worst. You assume all these negative thoughts, but in, in your experience with, with speaking and, and doing the content and podcasts and what, what was failing at first, what did that look like to you? Yeah, I felt so many times. I mean, it's
1: anywhere from starting my own podcast and having terrible interviews or, going on someone's podcast and saying the wrong thing. Or like, I've done speeches where I've left them and been like, that was terrible in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. And I think the thing that most people get hung up on is like, they worry way too much about what others think. And they focus in on that and they, you know, whether it be they do a podcast or they have a business idea or they do a speech and they don't think they do their best. And they're like, oh, wow, people thought I did bad. They're probably gonna, you know, talk about this, whatever. I promise you, no one is going to talk about it. People have their own lives. They might talk about you or think about you for two seconds, but then five seconds later, you are not in their minds anymore because they care about their own lives. And Mm -hmm. so as soon as you can separate others' opinions from what you want to do, the more success you can have because you're willing to separate that and understand that if you just start now, if you just focus on what you can do to get 1% better today, what you can do to improve, you won't care. Like you are going to fail. I've failed so many times and that's okay. And it doesn't matter to me because I understand that I'll learn. I understand that if someone thinks, you know, I'm doing something wrong or if someone is making fun of me or someone has a bad opinion of what I'm doing, it just doesn't affect me anymore. I, I don't care because I know that I'll get better and their opinion doesn't matter.
0: 100%, 100%, man. And I think kind of going off that, it really kind of just comes down to, like you said before, like not giving a fuck and we we don't usually swear on the show, but it really just you—you you can't let what other people think and whether people might judge you like the—the the second it, it sounded like something snapped and there was just like a you had a realization like I don't care what other people say and that's that opens up so many doors. It's such a yeah. mindset game changer yeah. for sure. As
1: soon as soon as you can start just not caring about what others' opinions are, the faster you'll achieve your goals.
0: Uh huh. And, and you start to learn, you know, when you leave your comfort zone. And there's a lot of people I know that that are really comfortable. Everyone's comfortable in their comfort zone by definition, but uh, there's, I've learned a lot. You learn a lot about yourself and a lot about others. I think the second you step out of that comfort zone Yep. and we kind of moving along. What's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is understand that things in life happen for you and not to you. And what I mean by that is when I was younger, I think I would get caught up in, whether it be the challenges, whether it be me being legally blind, whether it be others' opinions, whether it been anything, not being the best athlete. And I'm a true believer that things happen for you, not to you. I'm so thankful and grateful that I was born legally blind because it's allowed me to do incredible things, meet amazing people, have outstanding experiences, and build the businesses, build the speaking, build the brand that I have today. And if I wasn't legally blind, I wouldn't be able to do all that. But that comes from understanding that no matter your challenge in life, no matter your obstacle, if you can look at it from a different perspective and understand that it's happening for you and life isn't coming at you, life isn't coming to hurt you, it's, it's there for a reason, then you'll be so much happier. You'll be so much more fulfilled. You'll be so much more willing to take risks and do whatever you want.
0: 100%. So it's just crazy to me because you see what most people would see as a disability and you see that as an advantage. That's kind of what I took away from that. That's, that's, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. And who do you look up to the most? Who are your biggest inspirations? I know that after hearing your story and after speaking to so many people, a lot of people look up to you, but who are some people and some figures and, um, you know, role models that you look up to?
1: And there's, there's so many people, honestly, in my life, you know, growing up and, you know, someone that you, we both know very well is, you know, I looked up to Steve Burton. He was the one who helped me you know, get to college. I would be at school at five a m every single day with him, and you know he would push me to do my best. You know, my parents, whether it've been through football or through today in entrepreneurship and business, help me out any way they can. You know, just just people who are in my lives, I don't really have, you know I'm not a big person. I'm like being like, oh, I'm inspired by Tom Brady. Like, yeah, he's a great quarterback. but I mm-hmm. focus on the people who are in my lives who, are there for me and I can go to and I can turn to and who push me on a daily or weekly or monthly basis to get better. And those are the people who inspire me, who are willing to stay by my side.
0: Definitely. And thinking a little bit about what's next for you, what's next for you, Aaron?
1: Yeah, you know, the world of entrepreneurship and the world of speaking have been a lot of fun and it's things that I'm expanding on. And, you know, I know we talked earlier off record, you know, there's a business that might be getting started very soon for me. I'm doing a lot within the speaking industry and it's just fun. I can't wait to continue to grow my businesses, grow my brand, grow my name and ultimately help and impact more people.
0: Lastly, we covered a lot today. I want to, again, thank you again for coming on, sharing your story, giving us some really important insight. Some of the most like powerful and impactful things that since I've started this podcast a year ago were said today. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to add? any shout outs where people can find you on social media and follow along in your journey?
1: Yeah. First off, my website is aarongolub.com. My you know, Twitter and Instagram are where I'm most active at Aaron J. Golub. And I always like to give it out in case anyone needs anything. My email is aaron at aarongolub.com. Look, if, if I can help anyone in any way, if I can impact you, if I can make a difference, shoot me an email, shoot me a direct message. Like I, I might not respond to you today, but I will respond to you within a few days or within a week. And I think that's so crucial because so many people have helped me in my life and I'm always willing to help and give back.
0: Awesome guys, Aaron Golub, motivational speaker, the first ever D one athlete who to play in a game legally blind. Aaron, thanks a lot, man, for taking the time today, for sharing your story, your insights. Like I said, it's been a pleasure and we wish you nothing but the best. And I'm sure we will be in touch.
1: Yeah. Thank you.